Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. find it an honor and a privilege to speak on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, there's, um, he's, he's just great. He's awesome. His supreme authority um, is in this place. Hallelujah. And so I thank the Lord for um, being able to come here today and speak on these grounds and speak in this territory, this governing territory. So um, I just want to um, um, say a quick um, um, vision I seen as I started praying for this place here, and I'm not sure if I'm going to um, be able to tell it all, so I don't see notes. But I, I, I always write notes, but that's for my own benefit. I never, sometimes <laughs> never follow them, so... <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> it's my own safety blanket here. So, but um, as I started praying, I seen a city. And of course, I'm I'm speaking in the spirit with multiple highways intertwined, going over and under other roads. My prayer is to come into agreement with the prayers of the saints, the ecclesia that have prayed the will of the Father in this place. And I speak it on an individual level, a city level, a state level, and into the nation. The Lord gave me the scripture with that. And I'm just going to share it out of Isaiah um, 35, 8 through 10. It says, a highway shall be there and a road. And it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we set the decree for this city today, God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, our governing authority here in this state, Father, and the impact it makes to the nation, God. I speak, Father, and declare, Lord, your order, Father, in this place in the name of Jesus. I come and bring this city and this state under the timing of the Lord Jesus Christ, under the place of heaven, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. I place the plumb line, the, the scales, if you will, of justice in this place to balance and look to see 
hallelujah, what is taking place here. Those that have lost their life had shed blood, innocent blood in this place, hallelujah. That blood cries out to the heavens today for justice, hallelujah. And I declare today, God hears that voice in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Praise your holy name, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What the Lord put on my heart, I'm just going to take a few minutes, and then Fred is going to preach. But um, the he put on my heart the um, heavenly places. And we hear, like, in the um, in, among us or out in the world, um, the craving for the supernatural. And there's many things that are displayed even down to our children's cartoons, to other things that are, that are trying to make itself known to those outside that are craving that spirit place with God. So there, there's a lot of talk of spiritual things of dimensions, portals, things of this nature. But today I would like to say that there, as you as the ecclesia have the voice in those places. And even though that there, um, it seems like there's a lot of chatter on the outside. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of things taking place. But the condition of the earth, the condition of society is because of the lack of the church speaking according to the voice of the Lord. So the Bible says, the scripture says, hallelujah, in Isaiah... 51, in verse 16, it says, And I have put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand, that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundation of the earth, and say to Zion, You are my people. And so there... There's a place that God says of, there's a place God is taking the church is to, um, not only is God bringing the plumb line to um, the municipalities or the um, governmental places, but also um, the ecclesia. And those places, those heavenly places, hallelujah, are those dimensions that we are to, to walk in. Hallelujah. In Ephesians, I'm just going to share a scripture. E Ephesians 1, 
and I might be coming in for him stepping on Fred's um, <laughs> on his heart. <laughs> Ephesians 1.3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So it's past ten. He has blessed us. We're already, we're already there. We just need to partake. But he continues to say in Ephesians 2, 6, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So there's a place, there's a seat in the part of the spiritual. And oftentimes I see the body of Christ, they don't operate in the spirit because the word says that the things that we see here are temporal. But the things unseen are eternal. Them are the things that are going to last forever. We were meant to walk in the places, hallelujah, in those places by the spirit of God, in him. The Bible always says, in Christ, we were meant to go these places. So even we have dominion in the places and the realms, the second heaven, the third heaven. We have that place, that voice in that place. And so we have to come to a place of maturity in the spirit. Well, we're not bothering with wrestling with our brother, with our sister, with these things when God has already given us um, the tools, if you will, the places to live, the places to dwell, for us to be, in, be that oracle from heaven into earth. There's a cooperation from the spirit that we have to address or embrace and begin to hook with the spirit. We can't allow our own thoughts to cloud that voice or the thoughts of them. In Ezekiel, it talked about, he, he talked in Ezekiel, and he said that they were prophesying, but they were prophesying from the own idols of their heart. In other words, the idols that were in here clouded their vision, and they began to speak, but they speak amiss. They're, they're speaking the wrong thing. We have a responsibility to the Spirit of God to keep our temple in the right place in right order. When we're aligned with heaven, there's a supernatural thing that comes forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, not by might, not by spirit, but not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I just want to remind us today of our places. Hallelujah. Those heavenly places. Hallelujah. That Jesus wanted us to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible, the scripture talks about um, that we have to compare things with spiritual things. We can't compare the things of the spirit by natural means or natural um, assumptions or, or natural ideologies. It doesn't work in the same way. But we have to, we, when we come to that place of maturity, we can um, begin to discern rightly in the spirit. Because the Bible says, don't you know you'll judge angels. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I'm calling you today to come up hither, come to a place where you can be utilized in that, in that, um, in that realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Corinthians 2, 9, it says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us. Say us. Say me. He revealed them to me. Through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. In Ephesians 6, 12, and we know this, it, it's, um, you know, it begins to talk about the armor of God. Hallelujah. And in, in Ephesians 6, 12, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, didn't he say we would be in heavenly places? What he's talking about, the Lord began to speak to me about that. There... There was a time um, when we're growing. Religion will tell us, make us feel fearful. If we, don't, we have to put on the armor of God because these things are in these places. But according to the word of God, we sit in the high places. In other words, there's generals, there's kings and priests. In order to address these dominions, we have to be in a high place. No commoner addresses a king. So there's, a, there's an authority, there's generals in the heavenly places that addresses those things. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The other scripture I'm just going to share is, um, and then after I'm, I wanted to give um, Angela a couple few few minutes. So if you're, <laughs> just give you a warning. <laughs> um, so um, <laughs> after, but um, oh yeah. In Zechariah begins to he talked. 
and I'll just start in one. It says, And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head. And they put the clothes on him, and the angel of the Lord stood by. Then the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua. And I'm going to stop there for a minute. Admonished, he was, he was correcting him. You notice it said Joshua was a high priest, but he wore these garments. Iniquity, he was, he was, um, he was cleansed from his iniquity. Then the Lord, then thus says the Lord of hosts, and I want to stop there for a minute too. The Lord of hosts, one of the names of God is the Lord, um, interprets the Lord of hosts because he's the God of angel armies. So when you hear the Lord of hosts in the word, you're talking, they're talking about um, a war or a militant type action that's going forth. And it says, if you will walk in my ways and if you will keep my command, then you shall also judge my house and likewise have charge of my courts. I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. This is your place in the spirit round the courts of God. I'm not talking about the courts of heaven where they petition here, but God says he gives you a place among them to walk. Who is them? The great cloud of witness, the blood of Jesus, those that are able to come and sit at that council, that place in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews um, 12, 22, and 24 um, begins to talk about those things. Hallelujah. And I'll just go over there real quick. Um, it says, but you have come to Mount Zion, to the holy city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just say be confident in the words that God gives you that he speaks. If you have to write them down, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. These are the ones that, that we sit among. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have that place, and I just want to remind you, we have that place or that right in the spirit. Hallelujah. The blood gives us that honor, gives us that right. Jesus' blood gives us that right. Hallelujah. To sit in them places. Hallelujah. We can't, always, we can't look like the world. We, we're not of the world. We're apart from them. Hallelujah. But we've been sent here to come in cooperation with the spirit of heaven as citizens of heaven to um, or in, even ambassadors, if you will, to initiate those mandates from God, from the word of God into the earth to see change. Hallelujah. We can't sit any longer, church, and be quiet and keep quiet because we're going to be held responsible for what we carry in there. We have the, we have the power of the living God within inside of us. Hallelujah to bring that order, to bring those things into um, a place of, of um, purpose, a place in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just want to encourage you to exercise it. Exercise it in your home, over your own life. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that that was the mature ones, the ones that could that begin to exercise to discern good and evil. They were the ones that were mature. They were the ones that were able to step into the sonship and do business on behalf of the king. That, that, son, that sonship wasn't, isn't about um, the son of God. What, the son wasn't about um, a gender, but it's about the position that you hold in that place. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Ange, if you want to come. My, um, she's our oldest sister. <laughs> um, we come from a family. We, co we come from a family of four. We my mom had four daughters, but she's our oldest sister, the real sister. <laughs> Amen. Well, I just want to give God praise and glory today. And I thank him for what he's doing for his love, mercy, grace, and goodness. And I just feel honored to share a little bit. Denise told me that, um, that her and Fred were coming down here, and she asked if I wanted to go. I go, sure. And then she goes, well, you better get ready. You never know. You might have to say something. So, But it does say in this word, be, be, in, be instant in season, ready, in season, out of season. So... Um, this morning before going to our home church, I was meditating and a lot of times God will, um, give me something like just one word, you know, just like just a, a word or a few words. And I, so I was meditating and what came was the word sound and also is sound the alarm. And I thought, yeah, that's good. That's good. So I begin to look up some scriptures, and this one in 
1 Corinthians 14, 7 and 8. It says, And even things without life, giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is piped or harp? For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? What sound are you hearing into the, in the world today? Sister Holly had the word sound, because um, there's good sounds and there's bad sounds. But what sound are you hearing? Because there's a lot of sounds going out in the world today. Sounds of violence, sounds of unrest, sounds of infirmities. Whatever it is, there's that sound in there. But what are you doing? What are you hearing? Now, one of the definitions of sound in, the, in Webster's was meaningless noise. Are you hearing that meaningless noise from different things? Are you being distracted by those sounds Amen. in order to, you know, to walk where you need to walk? I'm talking about the church because lately it seems like they've been distracted by meaningless noise. What are they hearing? What sounds are coming to them? It sounds like they're looking at what's going on in the world. But there's also good sounds. And those are the ones that we should be harking to, listening to those sounds, the sound of God. What does he have for us in this world? And oh, uh, just a couple scriptures over in Jeremiah 4, 19 through 22. This is Jeremiah. He was, he was sent to Israel. He was in, they were in captivity, and he was sent to tell them what they needed to do, but they didn't want to listen to him. But he, he still kept there. It says, My bowels, my bowels, I am pained at my very heart. My heart maketh a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace, because thou hast heard. O oh, my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Destruction upon destruction is cried, for the whole land is spoiled. Suddenly are my tents spoiled and my curtains in a moment. How long shall I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are sottish children and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good, they have no knowledge. He's crying. He says, Lord, these, the, my people, your people, they don't want to listen to me. And they're going about thinking they're doing good, but they're doing evil. They, they sound like uh, spoiled children. Doesn't that sound like some people today? especially in the church. The church is the one who should be leading the way, who, should, like Denise said, should have that maturity to know right from wrong. 
But they, you know, they don't want to listen. They don't want to heed the call of God. So there's the sound of a trumpet, a trumpet of war. There's a sound that something's coming to them in Israel. So over in um, Jeremiah 49, 1 and 2, it says, Concerning the Ammonites, thus saith the Lord, Hath Israel no sons? Hath he no heir? Why then doth their king inherit Gad, and his people dwell in his cities? Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will cause an alarm of war to be heard in Rabbah of the Ammonites, and it shall be a desolate heap, and her daughters or villages shall be burned with fire. Then shall Israel be heir unto them that were his heirs, saith the Lord. But in verse 1, he's asking, where are my sons? Where are my heirs? Why are they not doing what needs to be done in this land? And why not? Why don't they sound the alarm that there's something taking place? Why don't they sound the alarm that, hey, you need to get saved. You need to get right. Why is that sound of alarm not being taken seriously, especially now? We are in the last days. We should be out praying or whatever for our families. In Noah's time, he, would, he only had got his families in there because nobody believed him. If only you could, if, when you're praying, if only to get your family in, that's, that's something good. But that sound of alarm is sounding right now in the, in the land, and we need to be about our Father's business doing what we need to do. Sounding that alarm, say, hey, you know, it's, now is the time. It says in the word, now is the time of salvation. Now is the time to get ready ready with the Lord. Get ready in your life. Now is the time to sound that alarm. And when we sound, begin to sound that alarm, things will be take place. Like Denise said, we have to begin to declare those things in this world, in the earth, for things to happen. The church has to do that. The church is the one who has to stand and can move the arm of God. And it's us that, us as a church, the ecclesia, that has to begin to do this. Like I said earlier, you know, if you don't, if you know you have a calling or that, but don't know what it is, ask God, he'll show you. He, we need to move now and get that message to the people. There's hurting people, they're dying, whatever it is, especially now. But I just wanted to share that with you, you know, the sound. There's a sound in the earth today. Good sounds, bad sounds. We need to be um, concentrating on the good sound. What is God speaking to us? What sound is he giving? Like the sound today, the worship, worship um, people, you know, that sound is going up in the heavenlies. And we can give a sound too as we, be, in our own households, begin to praise the Lord. You begin to worship him. That's a weapon. 
And over in uh, Chronicles, that's what they used to come against the enemy. They sent up the worshipers and those that played the instruments. They were the ones that moved the arm and, and caused the, um, them to be, over, to be overcomers for those people. We need to just get back to God and pray like, God, what do you have me to do? What do you want me to do? I'll do what? But anyhow, that's what I wanted to share, share today. Um, another thing that come to me just briefly is don't give place to the devil. Whatever's going on in this world, don't give him honor or glory about anything. But go to the Lord. The Lord is the one that has overcome him. We don't need to be talking, oh, this or that or that, because a lot of people are coming saying this it, from the church. They don't need to be saying that because they're speaking and giving the enemy the glory and the honor when it shouldn't be. He should be under our feet, and we should be saying glory to God. He has... He has healed us, he has delivered us, he has saved us, whatever it is. That's what we need to be telling and praising God for. But that's all I wanted to share today. All right, well that concludes today's service. Not so easy, huh, Lonnie? Not so fast, Lonnie, not so fast. Amen, amen. Well, um, I'm going to try to do it hands-free here for a moment just to get myself situated. Well, hallelujah. What a powerful message from my, uh, from my wife, from my sister-in-law. I don't even know what more I have to do. I said, they're, they're preaching. They're walking all over my message. So, but, hey, but God is good. And he is faithful and true. Amen? Amen. And, um, you know, that is so true that we have a sound that is inside of us. The sound that resonates from within. That sound is the sound of the Holy Spirit that needs to be released into the atmosphere as we go forth. We're the church. Amen? We're the church. We're the body of Christ. We're the ecclesia in the land. We're the governing authority that God has entrusted to say, I'm putting you in command of heaven and earth. You are in control of earth. I'm giving you dominion over this, over this place in my, as my name, as a representative, as, a, as an ambassador for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I know I get loud. That's why I'm trying to stand, stand a little bit away from the speak, these uh, mics. But uh, let, let, me just, uh, let me slow it down real quick because... I know some of you probably don't know me other than uh, from passing, maybe sitting up here from time to time when we, when we come and visit. Um, but my name is Fred Cantu. I'm an elder for United Tribes for Christ Fellowship uh, based out of Oklahoma. I'm also an elder for the Potter's House Family Worship Center, which is my home church, which is in Mount Pleasant. Uh, pastor Ron Ives is my senior pastor. Or my, yeah, my, my senior pastor. And um, so... Um, uh, as uh, as uh, Stephanie has already mentioned, I was the former chief for the Saginaw Chippewa Tribe for uh, four years, and uh, served my served my tribe uh, as a tribal leader, as a believer, and uh, spirit filled 
and God did amazing things. And uh, he did it through uh, my time as, that I was in office. Um, it, it wasn't anything that I, it wasn't about me, but it was all about God. God did it all because he just was looking for a willing vessel. And the same is true today. God is looking for a willing vessel that he can use in the earth today. So we as the church, I believe in the time that we're in, as uh, Ange and my wife has been sharing, I think the church has lost its identity. We've lost who we are. We've lost of what, what dominion we have. We lost of who the image that we bear. We bear the, the image of a, of a living Savior, of a God that, is, that is, uh, is, uh, is the head and not the tail. He's a God that can do great and mighty things. Hallelujah. So I'm, a, a, I'm just going to jump right in, and, and I don't know how much time we got, but uh, I hope you guys ordered lunch because we're going to go right through our bre- dinner. Excuse me. We're going to hopefully order dinner. Because uh, we're going to keep going. No, I'll, I'll try to respect your time. But also allow the Holy Spirit to have, let the Holy Spirit have his way. But uh, Mark chapter 3, Mark chapter 3, verse, uh, I, I'm a scripture person. So I, I, what I'm going to speak to you is all going to be from the scripture. Uh, so it's not, it's not coming from Fred. It's not coming from, because you know what? If we're going to be overcomers, if we're going to operate in what God has called us to do, we need to use the word of God. We need to have the word of God. Yeah, we can hear all of these nice big preachers and, and the teachers and all of what they're doing and what, they, what their opinions are. But the one that matters is the one that has, is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The only opinion that I want is his. The only one that I want to stand on is his word because he's the one that is the faithful one. He's the one that is the true one. He is the one that's going to back it up. He's not going to leave me forsaken, but he says I'm going to fulfill the promises of my word and I'm going to do it through you. I'm going to do it through my church. I'm going to do it in this time and in this season, but I need my church to come in line with who I am and who they created, uh, who I created them to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we see in Mark chapter 3, verse 13, I'm going to go to 15. And he says, and he went up to the mountain and called to him those those he excuse me those he himself wanted and those and they came to him and then they appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal the sick and to cast out demons god called an elect group of people. He chose people that he knew was going to fulfill what he sent them out to do. You know, what comes to me as I'm standing up here, it says many are called, but few are chosen. Or many are, or yeah, many are called, but few are chosen. Excuse me. Many are called, but few are chosen. So there's a calling that we have on our life, but who is going to answer it? Who's going to, God is saying, I need you because we, we, there's a lot of times that we, we say, oh, i got a calling on my life. And then we, we get up and we, we run out of steam because we don't want to listen to God. We don't want to go in the power of God. We don't want to go. We start going in our own strength. We want to go in our own might. And we start losing what God has in store for us because we're going in our own might. So many are called, but few are chosen. But see, God here chose a, a certain group. And, he, and not only did he choose them, but he, he empowered them to operate to heal the
the sick, and to cast out demons. God has called us to be those hands and feet here in the earth. He's called us to be the voice, the sound, as my sister-in-law has mentioned. He's also given us power over, over the principalities, over the hosts of wickedness. And, and God has given us all those, all those powers and authority over those dominions. But as we as a church, we, we're trying to operate outside of what our identity is that is in God. Genesis chapter 126 tells us this. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image. So often the church wants to operate in, in, their, in, a, in a place of authority, but they don't want to take on the image of the one that is sent in them. God has called us. He says, let's make man. If you want to operate, I'm going to stop right here. If you're going to operate in, a, in dominion, you want power, you want authority, you want to operate in, in your dominion, then you need to bear the image of the creator. So often we're operating outside of our, of our image and we're trying to operate just in, in, our, in this realm of, of authority. We don't want to conform to the image. But in order for us to operate in any dominion, we have to take on the identity. That's what God has called it. He's put order in his kingdom. He said that there's no out of order, but there's only order in the kingdom of God. That's why he says, let's make man in our image. He didn't just create Adam and just say, here. He didn't just put Adam in the garden and say, have dominion. He said, let's make man in our image and in our likeness, in our similitude. He said, and then let's give him dominion. Yeah. So in order for us to have dominion, in order for the church to have dominion, we need to take on the image and bear the image of the one that has created us. Hallelujah. Amen. So often the church is trying to blend in they're trying to be this camouflage. They're trying to be this stealth, this stealth, uh, this stealth fighter. But God hasn't called you to that to be blended in. He's called you to stand out. He's called you to be unique. He's, and he, he calls. He says, in, in I think it's in uh, uh, Exodus 19. He says, "You're a special people. You're a special treasure unto Him." He says that you're. He's, I'm looking for a kingdom of priests. That's who God has called us to be, kings and priests in this land. But if we are trying to operate in this stealth mode outside of our identity, then we're not in the will of, of the Father. So we see here, image is the likeness, the similitude, and the resemblance of who our maker is. Dominion is to rule, to tread down, to reign, to, pre, uh, to prevail, and to have supreme authority. God has called the church to operate in his supreme authority as we are identified with him. You know, when I think and when I see and, and hear that I'm created in the image of God, I'm, I see a king. I see a king. And God so says that in, in Exodus chapter 19, verse 5, that he wants a kingdom of priests. He's called us, even in the book of Revelations, he says that you are kings and priests in this land. So that means that there's a, there's, a, there's a realm of authority that we have, and there's access that we are granted. But what are we having access to if we're outside of the image that God has created us? If we're operating outside of our dimension, outside of our realm of authority, then what are we lining up to, and who are we listening to when we go forth? Amen? Amen. So Psalms 8 verse 6 tells us here, it says that we, that you 
have, have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands and have put all things under his feet. So we have here that God is showing his church. He's showing his body. He's showing the, 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 the children of Israel. He says that, I have, you have, that um, you have dominion over the works of your hands. Of whose hands? God's hands. As we're lining up with our identity, are lining up with our who our maker is, then we have we have dominion over the works of His hands, and all things have been put under our feet. But we're striving and we're struggling and we're trying to still we're still we're still picking fights with the enemy when he, when that fight has already been settled. God's already finished the work. He's already put him under his feet. He says he's, he's, he's disarmed the principalities and he said and he's made a public spectacle of them. He went down to the he went down to hell and took the keys right from the enemy himself. And he says, You don't need this, you don't have authority to this, but I'm giving it to my church. Church, we're striving, we're striving with a with a foe that has already been defeated. When we're walking around saying, oh, the enemy's got a hold on me. Oh, the enemy's, he's, he's chasing me down. Oh, the enemy, he's got me pinned up in the corner. How is a defeated foe got you pinned up in the corner when God has given you dominion over what you are ruling? Amen. Hallelujah. You're not operating in your realm of authority if you're being chased by the devil. Right. Hallelujah. Because according to that word... He's already under our feet. He's already been defeated. Psalms 91, 13. See, this is just basic, basic scripture. Just basic scripture. I'm not bringing nothing revelatory here. I'm just, bring, I'm just preaching the word. But you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall, you shall trample them underfoot. You, as you are lined up in your identity of who God created you to be, you're created in the image of a king. You're created in the image of God Almighty. You have authority. The moment you operate outside of it or step outside of it, you lose your authority. You don't have no more dominion. You're wondering why the world's coming against you, why the things are falling apart. Well, take a look, do an evaluation process, see who you're lined up with. Are you lined up with the ways of the world? Are you lined up with the king of kings? Because when you're lined up with the king of kings, it says all things are put under your feet. And that you, that you can walk to where, and you can tread, and you can go wherever God has called you to go. And you will have what he says you're going to have. But the moment you step out of that place of dominion, out of that place of authority, you find resistance. You find it hardship. You find it hard. You find it difficult. You seem to struggle. You seem to fall. You seem to slip. You seem to be all over the place because you're operating outside. Of the dominion that God has given you. Hallelujah. God has given you power and authority. Ephesians chapter 1, 21 and 22. It says, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. We just heard that, didn't we? My wife just shared that. That, we're, that we are to operate in heavenly places. So it says here. Verse 21, far above principalities and powers, in might, in dominion, there's that word of dominion again, and every name that is named, 
not only in this age, but in that which is to come. What? You mean God disarmed principalities and powers? You mean he's seated at the right hand of God? What does Ephesians tell us in, in two, uh, Ephesians 2, chapter 6? He says that if we are in Christ, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. If we are lined up with our identity with Christ, the King, then we're seated in those heavenly places with him. So when, we're, when, when I'm reading this portion of scripture, then I'm reading that through through Jesus Christ, my identity that is lined up with him, that I'm seated at the right hand of in heavenly places with Jesus. And now I have far above principalities and powers in might and dominion. And every name, it don't matter. They can name a new virus. They can name a new strand. They can name whatever they want to name. It don't matter because God has already put it under his feet. He's already disarmed that principality. He's already given you the power. we got to operate it. we got to stand in it. He says that there, there's no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Then he goes on to say, every tongue that rises in judgment. Well, you know that so-and-so said this. Well, it don't matter because you are a child of God. Hallelujah. It don't matter what they say. We're not wrestling with the flesh and the blood. But we're, uh, we're wrestling and we're coming against those principalities because when you're identified to the king, then the enemy, he'll try, he'll try, but he can't succeed because of your identity. Bought and by. Here's what happens the moment that you get saved. The moment that you come into that place, it doesn't even have to be saved. Maybe you get that revelation of saying, you know what? I'm tired of fighting the devil. I'm tired of keeping my boxing gloves on, trying to, trying to win the battle that God has already done. He's already finished. Let me go, let me turn over to Colossians chapter 1. I forgot to tell you guys, I, I, I preach fast because I got all my notes here. All my scriptures are here. So that's why you don't see me flipping through the Bible a lot. I got them right here. But um, here's what Ephesians chapter 1, well, Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, sorry about that. Seeing if you guys were listening. Colossians chapter 1. 13 through 18. And he says, And he has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his Son, of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. He is the, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions. Well, there it is again. There it is again. Thrones and dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him, and that he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he goes on to say, and, he's, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that is all things he may have preeminence. God has delivered us from the powers of darkness. 
The moment we get that revelation that we don't have to strive or struggle, we don't have to fight, we don't have to wrestle with the enemy anymore because God has delivered us from the powers of darkness. He has redeemed us by his blood. We have been forgiven of our past. So whatever hurts that maybe somebody has wounded you with, maybe somebody, maybe there's a sin, oh, Fred, but you don't understand. I've done this and I've done that. It don't matter what you've done because the blood of Jesus Christ has already redeemed you from that wrong. He says, by his shed blood. You see, it's not what, it's not that we're lining up. It's what God has already done. We're coming back to our identity that we have dominion, that we can rule and reign here in, in whatever try, the enemy tries to bring at you, whatever past hurts, whatever past wrongs, yeah. whatever past uh, 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 transgressions, whatever it is, it's already been dealt with. Because the blood of Jesus, he's redeemed, he's redeemed you through his blood. So by him, all things were created. He's... He's not caught off guard when somebody tries to bring an accusation. Somebody tries to bring something. Oh, hey, guess what I found? Look at, looky, looky. It don't matter. God already knows. He says, I've redeemed you. Amen. If they are lining up and they're walking and they're spirit-filled and they're, and they're believing the word of God, then God has redeemed them. He's delivered them from that. Yes. It's the enemy that's going to try to continue to, to bring you down. It's the enemy that's going to try to try to uh, get you from identifying who your maker is. Hallelujah. For he is before all things. God is before all things. And he is the head. Hallelujah. First, or first John 2, 15 through 17 tells us this. Then I'm going to switch gears. So buckle up. <laughs> Put on your helmet if you got helmets. Might want to throw on some gloves in case you need to hang on to those side rails. First John 2, 15 and 7 through 17. It says, Do not love the world or the things up in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not in the Father, but is, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he, it, he, who, uh, he who does the will of the Father abides forever we have to be in that place where we're putting away those things that are causing us to fall they're causing us to stumble whether it's the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes or the pride of life there's so many believers today that are that don't want to come to the altar because of the pride of life yeah. oh that that's not me that's yeah. they must be talking to sister so and so they must be talking to brother over there because i know what he did I see, I, you know what, I seen his post last week. And that, I, I know what he's talking about. No, you see, that, that's, that, that's one of the things that prevents them from getting the victory because they're so puffed up in themselves that they're not making the mistakes. They're not, and their identity, they think their identity is lined up with God, but yet they're still having issues. They're wondering why they're struggling. They're wondering why they don't have dominion. They're wondering why they can't, they can't function or, or be, overcome those things. It's one of those things, if, if you're of the lover of the world, if you still have a fishing pole and, you're, and your line is still in the ways of the world, you're going to get caught up in it. You're going to get tangled up in it. You're going to get in a place that you're not going to feel comfortable. You're going to feel like, oh, I, how do I get myself out? It's through Jesus. It's through getting that right alignment. It's, it's coming into that place where he says here, 
But he says, delivered us from the powers of darkness. He's conveyed us into his kingdom of his light, of his son, of his love. It's just coming into that place and submitting to God, getting into that place and recognizing, saying, you know what? I'm done with trying to play the, the, the two worlds. I, 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 I'm going to just serve God. I'm just going to serve him faithfully. I, I, I just need a breakthrough in my life. I need a breakthrough in my family. I need a breakthrough in my finances. I need a breakthrough in my job. I'm just going to, I just got to get to another place. And I, the only, I've tried everything. I'm just going to submit to God and allow God to be God in my life. And then when you do that, you're lining up with your identity with him. Now he's giving you dominion yes. to operate and to speak. That when my wife says you can de- begin to declare a thing, it's because now you have proper dominion because you're lined up with the king of kings. Hallelujah. Right. Hallelujah. So the church, if we want to have dominion, we need to line ourselves back up to the image of what, what we of who we bear. The image of the king. The one who is, <clears throat> excuse me, one of, one of the king's concerns is about his name. This is what the king's, when you're lined up and you're serving God, he's concerned about his name. What his name, where he's, he's going to do it for his name's sake. That's why the Bible says that we ask, because we're, we're, not, we're not asking, when we ask, we're asking amiss. We're asking it from the wrong perspective. We're asking it from the wrong heart. We're asking it from the wrong motives. Because the word of God says, when you ask anything in my name and believe, I will do it. Because God is going to back up his word because his name is at stake. His promise, they wouldn't have said all the promises of God are yes and amen. Right? They wouldn't have wrote that if it weren't true. God's going to back up his word when he says, that's what I'm going to do. Right, Lonnie? Amen. So if we want to take, we want to get back into our dominion, then we need to, what name, what name are we representing here? So this is what God says in Malachi. I know when we read the book of Malachi, a lot of times we're reading it from the tithing, the tithing portion, uh, bring all your tithes into the storehouse and, you know, and will I not open up a window in heaven and pour out such a blessing? But see, what we miss is Malachi 1. In Malachi 1, we see, and then this is where I think the church operates from, is that we bring the, we bring the tainted tithes. We're not bringing the best fruits, but we're bringing the last fruits. We're not bringing the, the, the best or the, the, uh, the healthy or the, 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 the best offerings, but we're bringing second best. We're just bringing, well, I'll just give God this. But see, what God is looking for is he's looking for his name, to back up his name. And see, in that portion in Malachi, that's all they were doing. It says the priests were, the, the priests were operating uh, in, the, in the priesthood by bringing unholy offerings, unholy fires to, before the Lord. So what have we been offering God? Have we been offering them the second best? We've been giving, asking him just to, to bless our leftovers. Are we completely giving it to God and saying, God, I'm giving you the first fruit. I'm giving you the best of all. I'm coming to you. See, a lot of times the church says, well, you know what? I tried Dr. Phil. And I tried Oprah. You know what? I guess I'm going to try God. We're bringing him the worst fruits. We're bringing him the, the leftover of our offerings. 
when that should be the first fruits of our offerings when we come to God. We want to see breakthrough in our life. We want to see the manifestation of God's blessing. We want to have dominion. Then we need to bring him the best. And that comes the first fruits. When we're in that place of hardship, we're getting on our knees and saying, God, you're giving me who I am and who you created me. I've given you all because I need you right now to move in my life. But see, here's what happens. Malachi 1, 11, it says, For from the rising of the sun, even to the going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. Every place, in every place, incense shall be offered to my name in a, in a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. That's good. Verse 14, but curses the deceiver who is who has in his flock a male and takes a vow but sacrifices to the Lord what is a ble- what is blemished for I for I am a great king says the Lord of hosts and my name is to be feared amongst the nations God's name when we're operating outside of our dominion and we're asking God to bless something that is not of him or not of from him, then we're we're using we're coming again. We're like the we're like the priests in the, in Malachi in Malachi one. We're bringing the tainted offerings. We're bringing the the second best. We're not bringing him the best. We're bringing him what's left over. We're bringing him the just uh, just giving this. And we're bringing him the unholy fire. That's what we're doing when we're operating outside. But church, we need to come into that place where we're where we're lining up with our identity because. God is wanting to do something great, and because his name is great, and he wants to be, and he wants his name to be great amongst the nations. See, when we're when we're walking in our authority, when we're walking here in this earth, the principalities, the hosts of darkness, they're seeing, they're watching to see who we line up with, who we are identifying with. What are we aligned up with the world? Or are we lined up with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Because if we're lined up with the principalities of this world, then he's he's like, ah. Oh. They're not even operating in their power. They're not even operating in their dominion. They're just operating just off over in the left field. But see, God wants to make his name great amongst the nations. And he says he wants to make, he wants my name to be feared amongst the nations. Those nations are those principalities, those hosts of wickedness, those heavenly places, those, those places of dominion, those thrones, those places that he's mentioned he wants his name to be reflected by those kingdom of darkness to say, this is the God that they serve. He is a great God. He is a living God. He is the Savior. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the God of the host. Hallelujah. That's the God that they are serving. When we operate from that, we're giving credit to the kingdom of God or to the kingdom of of the enemy, when we're trying to, when we're trying to line up ourselves, we want to line up ourselves that we're giving God the credit and not the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah, Hallelujah! God has given us charge over His name. Great is His name, and He's looking for us to respond as we move from from this from place to place, from from glory to glory. We're representing the kingdom of God. We're representing the Lord of hosts. God is looking for us to operate in our true identity. 
of who he created us to be. So when we try to bear the image of our maker, we got to understand it's important that his name is being represented. What name are you representing today? Are we representing the kingdom of God? Are we representing the kingdom of this world? When somebody mentions your name, your name, who do they identify you with? With the kingdom of this world? Or do they identify you with the kingdom of God? Something for us to think about. Because when we're representing the kingdom of God, we're representing God in all of what he's commanded us. The church is to operate in the fullness of God, in the fullness of his glory, in the fullness of his anointing. And we are to be a reflection because it says we are made in the image of God meaning that we bear the very reflection of God here in this earth and that what are we reflecting to everyone else? Are we reflecting when they hear Fred Cantu, do they see the kingdom of this world or do they see a man that is representing his God, his king, his savior, the way he should be represented? That's the question that we as a church, when we go out, are who are we representing? I don't want to represent myself. Every time I shared this this morning, I shared this this morning when I when I spoke at my church this morning. Lonnie's getting second dose of this message today. So when I when I prepare, I I pray and I ask the Lord, Lord, use me as a vessel today, a vessel of honor. It's not about me, but it's about your name. What do you want to display to your children? Because it's your name. It's not me. It's not, I don't want to get the glory. I'm not looking for the glory. I'm not looking for anything out of, out of what, I just want to be a willing vessel of God. I'm just thankful that God has said, Fred Cantu is, is a wet vessel that I'm using for to bring forth the kingdom of God and to further the kingdom of God. I'm thankful that God has called me worthy to be a part of his advancement of the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm so thankful for it. But it's not of me. That's right. But it's of God. That's right. And it's by his name. He's doing it for his name's sake. And he's not, yeah, I'm just thankful that I can be a part of it. But it's for his name's sake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are are to be conformed to the image of of, of his son because he is a king. So what is the king, uh, what is one of some of the things that the king is concerned about? His reputation, glory, honor, and his name. Those are the things that the king is concerned with. We can only have dominion when when the things that mean something to God mean something to us. When we're lined up with God, we're lined up. I heard plumb line. I don't know who who said that just a little bit ago, but somebody said the plumb line. I believe that the church needs to have that plumb line dropped again. That we're lining ourselves up because we're we're listening to so many voices. We're listening to so many people that are speaking to us. Can you imagine that this has divided so many people? Yeah. That this has put so many people in division. Yeah. That, that, that people are leaving church, walking away from church. They're, they're saying, oh, if they're not going to, I'm not coming if they're not. This thing right here, because they have lost their identity of who they serve, and they're serving what the world, they're being conformed to the ways of this world instead of being transformed by the renewing of their mind. 
God is wanting the church to be trans. That's why we're not to blend in with the world. We're to stand out from the world. We have been given this task to stand out to be a unique, to be that special treasure. We're not to look like the world. We're to stand out so when everyone is going this way, and if we're going that way, there's nothing wrong with it. God is just calling you to go that way. He's not saying, well, you're not going to. Everyone else is going, you should be going. No. The word of God says, don't be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need to just let God have control over us and allow him to just change us, to shape us, to have our identity be conformed to the image of who he created us. Church, we need to make our commitment to to conform to the image of his son. Those things that we have been struggling with for about is about to that we're about to get our breakthrough. Uh, we need to just as we are becoming to that place to getting our breakthrough when we come into that identity and alignment to who God created us to be in his image. Psalms 138 verse 2. Psalms 138 verse 2 it says, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness. And your, in, in your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your names. God has magnified his word above all your name. So he's magnified. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Ecclesiastes 8 says, where the word of a king, there is power. You have power. You have it inside of you. My sister-in-law, we have a sound that is inside of us. That sound is the sound of the Holy Spirit. As we release it, as we're lined up with God, we're speaking what God is revealing to us. See, that's the beauty of of operating in the prophetic. It's because we, we, we quiet ourselves and allow God to just come and speak, to make a sound that's coming into this atmosphere. We're not saying it just to feel, make everyone else feel good. We're saying it into the atmosphere because God is wanting his, the sound to be released from his body. He's looking for that those that are willing to say, I'm, I'm lining myself up. I'm hearing what God is saying. And I'm releasing that sound because I'm releasing what the spirit of God has is, is re- put inside of me. God, church, we're coming to that place where when we're speaking, it's the power of the king that's going forth. It's the word of the king that is being released into this atmosphere. Hallelujah. 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 You know, God has provided us his word right here in this Bible. It's his word. It's his truth. It's it's the law. Some people call it the constitution of the kingdom of God. But yet, you know, we live in a democracy. I'm not going to get political here, so... I don't want the elders from tapping on these. Get them off. Yes, what he says. But we live in a democracy that where we vote on things that will have an impact on us. We vote on things that will have an effect on us. We vote on things that will change our livelihood or our lifestyles because of the democracy. But God is a God that represents a kingdom. Where the word of the king is, it is law. It goes forth. Esther, when she 
went to save Israel, she went and spent time knowing her king. She soaked in anointing oil. She soaked in anointing oil. She asked the servant, what is the king like? What is the king like? And it wasn't about what she wanted, but she was looking for what is the king like? What is the king looking for? Because what she was, she wasn't trying to get something from the king, but she was only wanting the king to speak. Because when the king speaks, it becomes law. When the king speaks, it becomes law. So because when Esther went before the king, she asked him that if he would just write the decree. And he told her, he told, actually, he told Malachi, I think it's uh, Mordecai. Mordecai, excuse me. He told Mordecai, Mordecai, you write this. God spoke, he says, because what's, what you speak, I'm going to put my signature and make it law. So when we get God to speak, he's enacting his law. There's no changing it. There's no voting on it. There's no... Uh, I vote to approve this. No, it's the word of a king. So when we're in living in a democracy, what do we do? God's word is law. God's word is true. God's word is faithful. God's word is, is, will be fulfilled. But we as a church, we try to vote it out. What, what's gonna, what word we're going to apply? What scripture we're going to use? is king. Where the word of a king is, there's power. And God is not looking for us to find ways to reason out his word or reason out why we're not going to conform to his word, but he's looking for a church that is going to fulfill his word, fulfill his promise, to be activated, to go forth in the might and in their power, and to go forth in his strength, in the backing of the kingdom of God. Because when we as a church go forth, and we go forth in might, we're going forth with the whole kingdom of God on our, on our side because we're lined up with his identity. We're lined up with him. And now we're being activated and we'll be sent out. And we have the whole kingdom of God on our side because we're operating under our identity and our dominion that God has called us to operate in. Hallelujah. Proverbs 29.2, it says, Where the righteous are in authority... The people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, the people groan. This is what happens when we decide to vote on what we're going to follow, what we're going to do. When we allow that, when we take God's word and we take away that his voice as being a king or his authority being a king and removing him down to a governor, to a president, to a mayor, to a councilman, to whatever level of government that you want to classify it as. When we begin to pick and choose what word we're going to use, we start taking away. He's no longer a king. He becomes 
the president or the governor or the mayor or what. We bring him down to our level. But he's a king. He's a king. And he shouldn't be, there shouldn't be no deviating from that. So this shouldn't be an option for the church. This shouldn't be an option for you and I. This, should be an op- this shouldn't be an option, period. But we should just receive the word as a king because the kingdom of God is expressed through his law. And when, we're, when, we're, when it's expressed through his law, then we're at peace with it. When we're operating in our position of authority, when we're operating in our identity of who we are, and we're fulfilling the will and the purposes of God, then we're at When we start operating outside of it, we, be, we start to be at war with it. There's a conflict working against it. it it's not, it's, we're, not make, we're, we're not making any headway. We're not breaking any uh, successes because we're at war with that kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we're bringing the name of God and his word of, of, to any situation, it is... Every, every knee must bow, every tongue must confess, because the power that is in, that comes from the king. Yeah. Psalms 93 says, for the Lord is great, is a great God, and the great king above all, all gods. Colossians 2.15 says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them. I, I shared that just a little bit ago. Philippians uh, 2, 9 and 10, it says, therefore God also highly exalted him. And gave him the name which is above every name. God uses his name. And he uses it mightily. That the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Of those on the, uh, in heaven. And of those on the earth. And those under the earth. Every principality. Has to bow. To the king of kings. And to the lord of lords. You know what happens. The moment when we're operating. In our identity. Our, of who we are, uh, of our maker, you know, demons tremble when they see you operating in your full authority. Because Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 says, for whoever is in Christ is that new creation. We're that creation that is in God. We're created in his image. We're created in that kingship. We're created to have dominion. And now we're bearing his image. And now wherever we go, Whenever we walk into a room, even demons tremble when we operate in the presence of God. When we're operating in the fullness of. Because they will tremble because of who you are and who you are identifying to. I know my wife shared this, Ephesians 6.12. It says, we do not wrestle against the flesh and the blood. We don't. It's not my neighbor. It's not Sister Sally that sits over there. Or Brother Bobby that sits over here. That we're fighting against. But it's those. It says according to the word. It's against principalities. That's against powers. Against the rulers of darkness. Of this age. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness. In heavenly places. We're not operating. We're not to operate in the flesh. But we're to operate from our spiritual realm. Our spiritual identity that God has given us. And that we are the kings of kings. Or we are kings and priests. And he is the king of kings. And Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. 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 All right. I'm going to land this plane. And then we'll pray. Isaiah 48 11 says, For my own sake, 
for my own sake, I will do it. God will do it. For how should my name be profaned? And I will not give my glory to another. God will do it. He's going to do it for his name's sake. It's by his name. That's who we represent. That's who the church, as a church, as an ecclesia, that's who we identify with. We are identifying with a king. And he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he is no other. We can't give it to someone else. We can't allow the enemy to, to come in and, and deceive us and to trick us and to take away our identity of who God is. But the church seems to have lost its identity. Because we're, we're so scattered and we're so about that we're being conformed to the ways of this world that, we are, that we're, we're not operating rightly. We're not operating properly. We're, 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 there's a dysfunction because we're outside of our identity. But God is wanting us to come into that perfect alignment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel 9, 19 says this, says, O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, and O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own namesake. For my God, for your city, and for your people are called by your name. I want to be able to go to it, get to a place that when I speak the name, his name, that viruses are gone. That I walk into a hospital and the sick arrives. Yeah. I want to get to a place where that when when I just speak the word, that just the, that that bondages break, that people are set free. Yeah. I want to get to a place where I'm operating in the fullness of my identity, that just the presence of God just begins to overflow and it begins to radiate, that the glory of God begins to shine and begins to just be. There's just a, such an outpouring. When people see me, they say, what, what, what's going on? It's the glory of God that they're seeing. They're seeing me lined up with my identity. They're seeing me operating from my dominion. They're seeing me operating in the fullness who God created us to be. Because according to scripture, it says that we are complete in him. Here it is in Colossians chapter 2, 9 and 10. It says, so it says for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and that you are complete. You are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. <laughs> God has made you complete, and he's called you to be in control. And he's given you the authority. He's given you the ability to be in those places that you can bring down those principalities and powers. Hallelujah. Because of who you are. You're created in the image of God. And you bear the image of a king. Hallelujah. Because according to the Bible, you're kings and priests. Church, it's time to arise into our position of kings and priests that we are trying to operate and be activated of what God has called us to be. Then we are lined up with our true identity. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you. For this day, I thank you, Father, that as we go forth, Father, we go forth in your strength and your might. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that, Father, that we are not conformed to the ways of this world, but we have been transformed by the renewing of our minds. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, that your word has gone forth. And, Father, that your word will not return void. And, Father, that you will, make, you will fulfill all of its purposes, Father, for your name's sake. Hallelujah. 
And Father, I bless each and every hearer, each and every listener, each and every family that's here today because your word says that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. For your name is upon your children that you have blessed. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Father, that it's for your name's sake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We honor you, Lord, and we give you the praise and we give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you for the opportunity to share and share the word. and Just uh, thank you. I count it a privilege to come and, and to be with my sisters and brothers here. Uh, Lonnie, I, you, it's like you're, you're our own groupie. <laughs> but I, it's, it is, it's truly an honor to be here and, and just to, to be amongst the brethren and, and uh, the sisters. But, uh, hey, God is doing great and mighty things. Uh, I pray that this word was a blessing unto you and that it goes forth, it goes forth and, and does what it's commanded to do. So I uh, just want to be just a, a blessing unto you. So we thank you. On behalf of my wife and I and, and, and my sister-in-law, we thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.